It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind And I love you And I fling you straws. I love you. I do fling you. No matter what I do, there's always a hating fool. Even when I'm acting cool, they're always... We'll figure it out You know what We'll figure it out I need to think about that one But I feel like that's That's a tune That's a vibe Kelly Rowland With Nelly Dilemma But there's always a dilemma About whether you should Fling straws or not I mean personally Me I don't think That there's any ever any dilemma Like to fling or not to fling That is the question That is what Hamlet Should have asked When his uncle was moving mad And shagging his mum And killing his father But you know That's for another That's for another day See if I was teaching English Literature Literally that's how I'd like that's how I'd approach it, but that's just me, you know, that's just how I see these things. Anyways, it's another Monday. It's a Monday, and it's me, Kalechi, up in a place to be. Yep, yep, yep. Welcome to SYM. Officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mum. I'm just glad to be here, man. Big up all of you who are listening right now. Or watching right now even If you're watching right now You'll see my little cute outfit Yeah It's what my mum got me from Nigeria She's back from Nigeria um, And she had some outfits sewn for me That are just a bit more pregnancy friendly And they're super cute And so I've got my little scarf And I've got my little kaftan And I'm just looking like a baby girl I'm just looking like a little You know Cute West African baby girl Living my best life Um, Yeah She brought me some Quite a few things back One I have to report back about Because um, When I went to my midwife appointment She saw the Keloid kind of scar that I have on my tummy From when I have had my hernia replacement surgery And she suggested that I get this oil from Nigeria Like it's specifically from Nigeria You can't get it from anywhere else um, And even in Nigeria it's super hard to find the oil um, I'm not even going to say what the oil is Before um, um, Peter and all of you vegans come for me But um, anyway, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this oil after the baby's born on my scars on my keloid scar and see how that goes but um yeah she my mum's been doing bits but I'll get into what my mum's been doing and all of that shortly um but yeah thank you and thank you for thank you for all of the love like I can't even tell you enough like Thank you for all of the love Everyone that's like Got me things from my Amazon wish list um, Don't worry Don't be like shocked If you didn't know I had an Amazon wish list Because honestly I hadn't even put it out there Until people were on my case um, About you know Asking what I wanted For the baby shower And whatever whatever So um, yeah So I do have an Amazon wish list And I'll put the link In the captions Should you feel Like you want to get the baby a little summer. Um, most of the things like pricey things we haven't put on there, but you know, just you know, the other bits you can get. But so much of it has been bought already because people have been doing the most, and I'm so thankful for all of that. Um, and as for the tarot, again, thank you so much. Like the amount of feedback, I've never gotten so much feedback over a tarot reading before. Like usually you'll send me messages like, oh, I really enjoyed the tarot this week, rare, rare, rare. But th- last week, so many of you were like, nah, that spoke to me. It was amazing. It was so specific to my life and blah, 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 blah. So I feel like spirit really snapped. Spirit really kind of came through and was like, baby girl, tell the people them this. And that's what I came to do. So yeah. Um, I'm just glad it resonated with all of you. So yeah, I've just been busy. Um, busy uh, directing a small, a short play It's a rapid right response To the play that's currently on At Theatre 503 called Juve So um, I've been I was um, directing the um, Yeah, the rapid right response One of the rapid right response pieces In that called Dutty Wine 
Um, and that's also going to be at Theatre 503. So by the time you're listening to this, it will be the, if you're listening on Monday, it will be the last showing this evening. Um, so it was on Sunday and Monday. And it was just nice to do a little bit of directing before, you know, chilling out fully. And I've just been trying to get my teachers you know, get my teachers up to speed, get my teachers up to speed on what they need to be doing so I can go and focus on, you know, really getting this tenant in my uterus up to speed on things and getting it ready for, getting him ready rather for um the outside world. And he's actually moving right now. The stretching is a bit mad. I I have to really just, it's weird. You know, like when I sit down and think about it Upon all of the qualifications that I have For for antenatal and postnatal fitness And all of that stuff It's the weirdest sensation Feeling someone moving inside you And being like, oh, perfectly normal Sure, great Kicking me, wow, wonderful Beautiful stuff, great What? I've never had anything like moving Living inside me Ah, Before, this is very scary but um, yeah, to this extent is what I mean Like obviously there was a previous pregnancy But to this, it's 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 weird to me And that the baby's responsive as well So like if I jostle my tummy a bit Like he'll respond back and I'm just like rah Like mad thing Pregnancy's actually mad I don't know how people can be pregnant, right? And not believe that God exists Like literally this being was not there and then is there like you created a whole new fucking human just like that you just created a brand spanking new human what the fuck amazing pregnancy is really something it's something else i tell you something else can't can't believe it myself to be honest um but yeah so um big up all of the people who have had tenants in your womb and currently have tenants in your womb, you know, you're doing bits and I'm careful not to say women. I'm just saying people, because again, think of other people who don't identify as women. Thank you so much. But I'm not, I'm saying like, we're all learning at the end of the day. We all learn at the um, same, you know, we're all learning. We're all, we're all on this path together. So anyway, Let's move on to the bits that have been happening. Um, did I say the big up Diana and obviously big up Bruna Campos, who are the actresses who are in the um, rapid response piece, Dutty Wine, that I've been directing. Diana's also obviously my baby girl. I've known her forever um, from Brit school. Um, and Bruna recently met her, you know, for this project. And they've just been an absolute dream to work with as a director just even as an actor or as a creative, it makes such a difference to work with people who were just about the work and you have a great time. And I love directing so much. Like it gives me such pleasure to take text and, 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 and realize it and, and put it out there and still try to evoke the same things that I felt when reading it, um, and put it on stage or on screen. Like it's, it's the best thing ever. So yeah, I'm really loving that to be honest. And then, oh, this Friday, so if you're listening to this on Monday, Friday 21st of June, I'll be doing one of my final workshops at um, the Hoxton Hotel in Holborn. Um, workshop from 7 to 8 p.m. Book the fuck on. I'll also give you a link to that as well. Book the fuck on to this twerk shop and come and get your life. Let's dip it down low. Just just quickly. I can't stay down low for too long because my back hurts. But you know, just come and come and dip it down low. Come and have a great time with me. Um, so that's the Amazon wish list that I put on, and I will also put the um the link to getting you, you know, twerking with me. At the Hoxton Holborn Not the Hoxton Hotel in Hoxton The Hoxton Hotel in Holborn I know it's confusing Soz Anyway Without much ado Let's move on To the tarot this week It's really really interesting Interesting bit So let's just get into it So the first card that came up this week Was the Six of Swords So if you look in the Collider Dope deck I really like how she's done the Six of Swords because we see a moving van and um, not ev- not everything is filled in and we've got Six Swords on the side, the, the logo of the moving company, I imagine. Um, so we've got Six of Swords. It came out, Six of Swords, it came out upright. It came out upright because 
some of you mentally are ready to move on from a situation. You're ready to move on from a situation that it's not even necessary that it wasn't like serving you per se, but you've, I guess you've just outgrown it maybe, but it's a mental, you haven't like fully moved on. You haven't left. Some of you haven't left the situation yet, or some of you have maybe left the situation or some of you are still considering it, but mentally you've checked out. Mentally you've checked out of this situation is where we are, where we're at, where we're at. So even if you haven't done anything with your physical body, mentally you've checked out of whatever situation it is, whether it's a work related situation or whether it's a romantic situation or whether it's even family, as far as you're concerned, in your mind, you're done and you've moved on to somewhere else and you needed to have moved on to somewhere else because it wasn't serving you whatever it was it you'd you've outgrown it and the reason i say that is because then we've got the 10 of cups the 10 of cups comes up in reverse and the 10 of cups signifies like family and just everything that you want in terms of emotional fulfillment coming to you. So even if it's not necessarily like having a family or whatever, but everything that you want in terms of emotional fulfillment, this is the highest form of that. And it's taken a a lot of hard work to get there. Now, the reason I think it came, that's it up, right? Um, The reason I think that it came up in reverse is because you're moving on from this situation because what you were expecting, the fulfillment you were expecting to get from the situation, it didn't quite materialize. Whether it's a work thing. So maybe you've been working somewhere for a long time and you really thought that you were good. There was a chance for progression. There was a chance for growth. And that's not what you got there. You've now mentally checked out of that situation or you've actually just left that workplace. Um, same with the relationship. You've probably been doing situationship, situationship for the longest time. And actually, uh, we're going to talk about it later, you know, and I'm going to link it up together. But Cassie, you know, Cassie had to move on from P. Diddy. You can't come and kill yourself to, to be with someone who's a serial boyfriend. Why? 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 You you have to rebuke that spirit of boyfriend eventually. So, um, yeah, so the Ten of Cups situation in reverse is basically you just mentally having checked out because you finally realized that what what you were hoping to get from this situation isn't what you are getting from this situation. But the fact that it's Ten of Cups, the fact that it's Ten of Cups means that you know exactly what it is that you want. It's not even like you're dilly-dallying about it. You know exactly what would make you fulfilled. And you've waited and waited to wait it to see whether this job or whether these people will meet that um, emotional desire within you and, and they're not. So then we've got the eight of wands, which is very much, it's beautiful because we've got air, water, and then we've got fire. So the eight of wands speaks to the fact that now that you've made that decision, spirit is proud of you. Like God is so proud of you for being brave enough to make that decision. Now, watch how fast blessings start flying your way. So in the crystal banner deck, she's got like racing lanes. So in my mind, I think of Casta Semenya. Casta Semenya comes to my mind because I watched um, an interview that she gave to, I think it was Sky Sports or maybe it was BBC Sports. I don't know. But she gave an interview the other day and she was saying, basically, she's so sexy. Like, I just want to take a moment to just say, I feel like I've got a massive crush on Casta Semenya. But anyway, whatever. Um... Casta Semenya said, here we go. I can go and do a heptathlon. I can go and do um, long jump. I can go and do 100, 200 meter sprint. I can do whatever. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm a trained, I'm a talented athlete. And if you're saying to me that I can't do 800 meters anymore, that's not really my business because I've won everything that there is to win in 800 meters. I've won every single medal that there is to win in 800 meters. So you can keep it. I won't stop doing what I'm doing though, because I'm talented. So whatever the ruling, whatever the hell, whatever the fuck that you guys are saying, Stop watching me. Watch the girls who are doping. And I love when she said that. She was just like, me, I won't take drugs because as far as I'm I'm concerned, drugs are cheating. I'm not cheating, all right? Go and concern yourself with the girls that are doping. And that is an actual fact. You man are out here doping, doping, doping to improve your performance, yet you're still getting left behind. You're still getting left in the dust. Is it not time for you to have a sit down with God and discuss what is going on for you? Because it's not looking good. It's not looking well. Um... And so, yeah, that just made me think of Casta Semenya. So if we use her as an example, she's mentally checked out of doing all of this nonsense with the IF, um, IAFF or, or IAAF or whatever they're called. She's over arguing with the Athletics Federation. She's over doing all of that stuff with them because 
where she would like to get to, what she would like to achieve in her career and the, the, the joy and passion she feels from running 800 meters. They're trying to deny her it. So you know what? She's going to let them do what they're doing and she's going to move on and focus on other things because she knows inherently that she's a divine and great, talented human being and she can do other things. And the moment she makes that decision, you, she'll see more blessings flying her way, like racing towards her because she's made, finally, you've given the universe the chance to stunt That's all the universe wants It wants a chance to stunt And do what needs to be done But I keep getting drawn to the idea That it's an um, it's a relationship context That we're still thinking about Whether it's career But I keep getting drawn to the fact That it's relationship And I just feel like Your spirit guides are really, really proud of you For the fact that You've mentally checked out Of this situation That wasn't going to provide you The emotional fulfillment um, That you wanted Or, you know Just the, the life fulfillment That you wanted You've checked out of it So your spirit guides Are now trying to talk to you And, you know, like that um, That um, that gif Where the, the um, What is it? The black guy Is talking to the other black guy On the basketball court And he's like talking Really fervently in his ear That's what it is Like they're now trying to chat to you And say, great Now we've got all of these blessings And all of these messages that are coming in And hopefully you'll be able To pay more attention Because now You're not focused On this fuck person Or this fuck job That wasn't even serving you In the first place Now we can help you And the reason I say that Is because They know Your spirit guides know That there's a new beginning Waiting for you Because the major The only major arcana Card that came up was zero The first card of the entire deck Of the entire 78 cards The first card is what you got Zero Which is the fool And um, it's usually Well it's depicted here I swear it's Kanye West Basically It's a person about to jump Into a deep blue sea And they're on a board And they, they're they about to Like bungee jump Because they've got like The stuff around their The harness around their waist And around their feet So they're about to bungee jump Taking a leap of faith That's what you're being asked To do now That the way that you wanted to do it isn't working out, clearly. The way that you wanted to do it wasn't going to provide you the emotional fulfillment that you'd hoped for. Now that you've realized and you've mentally checked out of that situation or you've left that situation, the spirit guides are now trying to talk to you a lot to say, okay, now that you've left, can we now take the lead? Can we now show you where you need to go? Because there's a new beginning, an amazing beginning waiting for you here that is scary and it does require a leap of faith, but it's going to be so much more beneficial for you and you're going to have the time of your life. There's a whole new adventure waiting for you. So if we look at the fact that the first card is moving on, you're moving on towards new beginnings. You're going from the six of swords of moving on from disappointment, or just deciding that, you know, there's something else that you know that is better for you. You're moving on from that straight into amazing new beginnings that, yeah, you don't know where it's going to take you. But that's part of the that's part of the fun of it, not knowing where you're going to go. But big up yourself for recognizing when something wasn't serving you and making the decision to do better for yourself. For some of you haven't made the decision yet. Some of you are still like on the fence. You know that you've mentally checked out, but you're still like, mm, let me wait. And if it's in a relationship context, some of you are like, oh, you know what? I've mentally checked out of this relationship, but I'm not really going to like call it quits or end it definitely until I meet someone else. And spirit's like, no, you can't do that. You've literally got to let go. You've got to let go completely. There can't be any confusion. You've got to wear your big girl and big boy and panties, put it on and, and let go. And that's the only way that you're going to get the blessings and the new beginnings that you deserve. You can't keep holding on to the past while wanting to move on to the future. It doesn't work like that. And um, then when I looked at the Mar Marcella Kroll deck, the card that came up was full moon. Circle, again, zero. So the full card is zero in the deck. And then the full moon card by Marcella Kroll is just a big circle to depict the full moon. And it says here... A ceremony, culmination or completion of a cycle in time There is magic here The full moon has the power to magnify your dreams It may, it can also take away anything not in alignment with them Be open to the magic and the wonders of all things Meditate or perform a ritual on the full moon To draw more of her powerful feminine receptive energy Into your life projects and rituals Um and it says here, the full moon is a powerful time for harvesting, creating magic and worshipping the divine feminine, a beautiful and unique part of our solar system. The moon affects the tides of the ocean and has been worshipped by many ancient cultures. So there you have it. But notice how it said there, it said there, um, it can also take away anything not in alignment with your dreams, with your magic. It's a completion of a cycle in time. So some, just because something is ending... 
doesn't mean that you wasted your time. There is a lesson in everything. There is a lesson in everything. So when people talk about, oh, I wasted my time with that person. I don't necessarily think you wasted your time with that person. There was obviously a karmic lesson. There was obviously something for you to learn there that you couldn't move on until you'd learned it. And now you've learned it, you're going on. You know, again, just because you didn't get the emotional Fulfillment that you wanted from the thing So now you've mentally checked out Doesn't mean that overall The whole experience was useless No, because it actually taught you The power of recognising When something isn't for you And for a lot of you Maybe you weren't doing that before Maybe you couldn't recognise When something wasn't for you before But now you can So now when you know better You have to do better So now understanding that When something isn't in alignment isn't in alignment with your highest good It has to be removed at some point No matter how much you've become codependent on it Or, you know, attached to it You have to understand that at some point You need to let go for the the beginnings And the blessings that you deserve To be able to make their way over to you Otherwise you're blocking them You're using these people as a shield To block you from your own blessings Put the shield down And let your blessings assault you Let your blessings beat you up Okay That's what I would say And then the last card From the Say Your Mind Affirmation card deck Is uh, It says here Blessings continue to slide In the DMs of my higher consciousness As you're reading this Your higher self is welcoming blessings That will serve you in the biggest ways And that's it You know Like all of these cards They just come out one by one And then I just put the message together Based on my intuition And everything has flowed Like together so beautifully Blessings are trying to make their way Into your DMs But you're you're not looking in your DMs At the moment Remember because I said that The eight of ones came up and that's uh, that usually depicts messages messages from like higher powers trying to make their way over to you in terms of your spirit guides and god generally so messages are trying to make their way over to you fast you know messages blessings are trying to get to you fast but you're not checking your dms you're not checking it because it's like oh no sorry i've already got someone yeah i've got a man yeah i'm not looking i'm not looking in my dms but that's where your blessings are So drop the guy Unfriend the guy Or unfriend the girl Or unfriend Just unfriend them Whether it's the job Unfriend them And start looking in your DMs And see what's there for you Your spiritual DMs I don't know what's actually In your physical DMs But you, you know Start looking because Your blessings are there And there's blessings That are waiting to Come into your life In a major way But you have to make space for them Imagine if like I don't know Because I've I just recently got um, a brand new sofa It's gold velvet It's beautiful I had to put it together It's so cute But for me to put this gold velvet Beautiful sofa into my flat I had to dismantle the old corner piece from Ikea I'm saying old, it was only four years But I had to dismantle the old corner piece from Ikea Both of them could not fit into my space And one of them needed to go Because it wasn't even comfortable to lie down on anymore Because both of them are sofa beds um, In case we have guests But... The Ikea one wasn't even comfortable to lie down on anymore We'd moved it about all over the place From our previous flat to this one and whatever So we just wanted a new one But And they wouldn't even have looked right together So one had to go for me to make space for the new one And now suddenly the whole flat looks completely different It's got a whole different vibe Because this is the new thing This is the thing that needs to be there now So make space for the new thing Is what you're being asked to do So that's my tarot bit for this week I'm really loving the vibe I think it's gotten e- um, Not easier But more um, Rich Letting all the cl- cards That want to fly out Just fly out And reading it that way Rather than just picking one card And talking about one card For the week So I'm liking this setup A lot more But let me know what you think So that's um, Hashtag say your mind Or ta- um, tag me At say your mind pod um, Hashtag say your mind pod And let me know What you're thinking About what has been Shared here today So then let's move on To share your magnificence So share your magnificence this week I've got to big up um, my boys My baby boys Nathan, Brian and um, Dapo Adeola They've just uh, published their book Called Look Up And it's been published by Penguin It's so pretty I'm so proud of you both Nathan and Dapo Big up yourselves Like this is wonderful The story is about a little girl Called Rocket um, Black girl She's a stargazer extraordinaire She's on a mission to show everyone A spectacular sight When you dream big Anything can happen Do you hear that? Just like we said in the tarot You gotta dream big Cause when it happens It's gonna happen real quick Jasmine Sullivan That is such a bar And I always remind myself of that 
I've got to dream big because when it happens, it's going to happen real quick. You'll be so surprised how your life can switch around in the best way within a moment. You've got to be prepared and you've got to dream big for it. So um, it's written um, in first person um, about Rocket and it says, every night before bed, I set up my telescope and look up at the stars. Mum tells me that I never stop looking up and my head is always floating in the clouds, but she can't tell me that I look up more than my big brother, Jamal, looks down at his silly phone. So it's just really nice. It's perfect. I'm loving the fact that we're having more um, children book, uh, children's books that are featuring black children to white people who might be listening to this or non-black people listening to this like, well, what's the problem? Children are children. Yeah. But if only, if all they ever see are lives of little white children, then how do they see themselves? You know, you can't see what you can't be. You can't be what you can't see. I have to think about that again. You can't be what you can't see. And that is the point that they need, black children need to see themselves as well. And I just wonder what my life would have been like if this book was out when I was younger. I mean, I love my Biff and Chip books, but how much did they do? I was just focusing on lives of little white children. I know that they had a couple of black characters here and there, but this makes all of the difference. So big up um, Dapo and Nathan. I'm hoping I can get them on the podcast at some point to talk to us about the book because um, I love Dapo's illustrations and Nathan is a baby boy great writer so yeah it'll be great to get them on then my next person actually in on the theme of children's books is um Cynthia Deluola and she makes she has a series of books called Amma's Stories and um we focus on this little girl black girl called um, Amma and it takes us through her life. It says here, welcome to Amma's stories. This is an insight into Amma's world. Amma is young, fun, and likes lots of adventures. Amma likes to do lots of things to keep herself busy. She would love for you to come and come along and join in the fun. This story is all about Amma and her family. Um, and it's really, really, it's just really, really pretty. It says here, hello, my name is Amma Sade and I'm three years old. I live in London in the Twee language, which, um, in the Twi language, which comes from Ghana, my name Amma means a girl born on a Saturday. Shade is also a lovely Nigerian Yoruba name, which means honor bestows a crown. I love my name. It makes me feel so special. And I just think that's important. You know, a book like that, a small book like that, teaching a child to be proud of their name, you know, that, that represents their heritage. So you've got um, Amma and her family. And then you've got Amma's stories where she's cooking with her mum. And then you've got Amma's dance class as well. So big up Cynthia Deluola for creating these books um, for young children. And like I said, big up Nathan and Dapo for their book as well. So everyone's just doing big things. And I also, I always stress that it's through the curriculum that we can change the self-esteem of so many black people if we're being taught the right things and also giving common sense to non-black people so they don't ask us asinine questions you know, changing the curriculum makes such a difference. So big up yourselves, two slaps on your chest for all of that wonderful work. Then I've got a letter from Portia. Portia is like, Portia must be, Portia deserves enough to share your magnificence for simply being the person that writes into the podcast the most. Like Portia, you're such a baby girl. Keep doing what you're doing. Like I, I really, really appreciate you. So Portia says here, hi Kalechi, thank you for another brilliant episode. I'm listening to this podcast after spending my morning in court. I filed a small claims case against my former toxic roommates who were a huge burden mentally, emotionally, and financially. I thought you'd be happy to know that I channeled my inner baby girl, entered the hearing with nothing but poise, facts and vim a stark contrast to them moving mad in the courthouse and i won my case Woo! for show your magnificence i'd like to nominate my talent agent sheba williams and manager michael battle um as a black queer actress who also writes and film makes, it can be tough to navigate the ever-changing politics of the industry. Being British means I'm often subjected to the ashy beliefs shared by the likes of Spike Lee and Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson. I don't know who has time for those dinosaurs, to be honest, but anyway. Um, regardless, Michael and Sheba have gone out of their way to make sure I get seen for complex and nuanced roles that interrogate the human experience. Roles that just happen just so happen to be for black queer women. They are both African-American and remind me of my value in this in industry as a black Brit, despite the ongoing diaspora wars that try to minimize it. I've gone out for everything 
from um I've gone out for everything from a gamer to a lawyer because of them. I have booked work on two Marvel TV shows. Wow, wow. The most recent playing a black British engineer in Agents of Shield. Get your fucking life, Portia. Get get it. Yes, Portia. Get all of the things. Secure the bag. The bag is secured. Well done. Anyway, while my acting experiences are not always perfect, I know I would not be where I was today without their guidance. Sheba commends me for my progress during slow, um, frequent periods While Michael has spent many a night going over lines with me And recording my taped auditions I'd also like to extend this nomination to all the black agents and managers in the industry Though few and far between, they continue to do bits And establish our presence behind the camera While things are very slow for me acting-wise It's been almost a year since I booked my last role I know things will happen exactly when they're supposed to As you always say on the podcast Things always happen on time Even if it's not in the time frame we wanted Amen I'm grateful for the positive black people around me We've cultivated healthy bonds that surpass that faux unity That's rampant online Tell it Um, As I end my day, I will set aside time to appreciate myself And fully acknowledge my achievements Thank you for the constant reminders that I'm deserving of love And you are, Portia, like you're so deserving of love And so well done to you and all of the wonderful work that you're doing Big up Sheba and um, Michael, like just... Great work that you're doing It's great to know that black people are out there Trying to make us more visible In you know in the industry as a whole Like you're greatly greatly appreciated It makes such a difference So for Portia, Sheba and Michael Two slaps on your chest For being just absolute babes And doing what needs to be done in this life So that's my Share Your Magnificence for this week I'm sure, yep, I'm correct Let's move on then to So You Mad now, you know, earlier I referenced Diddy. I represent um, I referenced P. Diddy. Puff Daddy. Puff Puff Daddy. Um, he was on the Breakfast Club and he had his son with him, right? And they were talking to him about um relationships. And he said something along the lines of if somebody's with me, 25% of the time, they're gonna be like, Oh, I'm so mad at you. I'm so mad at you, man. You cheated on me, you lied on me, and and, and they're they, you know, they're just gonna be so mad. But 75% of the time, you know, I'm gonna make them the happiest person. I'm gonna make that girl the happiest person, you know, in the world. And da-da-da-da-da. And you know when you just have to press something again to hear it again the second time. And I just thought, no, I'm sure I heard him just say. of the time She'll be like Oh my god You cheated on me You lied on me And then 75% of the time I'm going to make her The happiest person in the world How did cheating Fall into the 25%? How? How? And I just need someone Who's friends with P. Diddy To sit him down To sit him down And say Babes Sean Or Sean In fact Listen here You're a major Agbaya Do you know what an Agbaya is? Agbaya is somebody that at their big, big age has no sense, has no wisdom. They're just petty and nonsensical. And that is where we found Diddy. At your big, big age, you're still, at your big, big age, you're still minimizing the impact of cheating on someone. Talking about, oh, well, 25% of the time, as if the money that you make and the boat parties and all white parties that you take them to will make up for the fact that every time you keep disgracing and betraying them, are you mad? And to then just fit it in 25, in the 25%. It reminds me of the um, 50 Cent song, 21 Questions. I usually answer no to pretty much everyone. To every single thing he asks Would you love me in a Bentley? Not really because you're annoying Would you love me on a bus? Definitely not Because you're annoying And then you're broke on top of that Go away But then he says If I was with somebody else And someone happened to see And I told you that it wasn't me Would you believe me or up and leave me? How deep is our bond for you to just up and be gone? Bitch You were out with somebody else And then somebody saw you And then you now are trying to lie and gaslight me And now you're It's the way that it's flipped back on you Like well, wow Wow So so you just gonna leave like that? You just gonna leave? Uh, wow! After five years, you just you just gonna leave this relationship because I because <laughs> I cheated, <laughs> God, because I cheated. I ain't hit you. Okay, I hit I, that. That's a lie. That's a lie. I hit you last Tuesday, but you know I hit you bad. 
you know, I hit you bad. You still able to wear your fashion over and, and, and shit. So I hit you bad. I cheated a little bit. And now you leaving. That's wild, man. That's wild. You see my mom, my mom's, my, my grandmoms, you know, they got cheated on. Um, they got cheated on and they held on in there. They they were they were there to the very end. And that is your that is the, the choice of your grandmother and your mother to have wasted. I even I said to you that you can't waste your time in such a way. If they wanted to spend their life, the currency of their life force, on such whatlessness, that was their choice to make. I, on the other hand, will not be wasting such time. The lessons that I need to learn do not require me to chalk my head in nonsense. I I can definitely move on. That is what I'm asked to do. And so I just big up Cassie because um, Cassie and her partner, who was PDD's former personal trainer, um, announced this week that they're expecting a baby girl. So I was just like, you know, get your life. Congratulations. But look at the speed. Cassie was with this PDD nonsensical Agbaya for how long? How long did she grind her head into staying with such useless man that it wasn't going anywhere? It was clear to all of us that she was just there. She wasn't, she was, she was an intern. She was, she was on an internship, paid internship all the more, but it was still an internship with no chance of progression. The company weren't looking to hire her, but they just wanted to keep her there indefinitely. What kind of madness? And that company was the company of Sean P. Diddy Coombs. So he kept her there, kept her there after all of these years. She wasn't doing anything going anywhere. She was just looking beautiful like that, just every day looking beautiful. But you could see that there was no real spark in her eyes because of this useless, whatless individual. Until she was just like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm out. Mentally, she checked out of that bitch. Physically, she checked out of that bitch and started dating his personal trainer. And now look at God. You know, now she's expecting a baby there, you know, engaged or whatever, living their best life. Look how all of that accelerated. Her blessings accelerated because she decided to leave that whatless human being alone. And he's there talking about his ex wife Kim and all of that stuff and how sad it is that she's passed away and I know a lot of people were like oh well you know he can't be held accountable for that and da 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 but no don't call my name my G don't call my name after I've died to be like oh I should have treated her better I should have been different I should have loved her the way she needed to be loved and deserved to be loved when she was alive don't call my name we're not brethrens anymore we're not brethrens and we're going to different places when we leave this physical plane don't call my fucking name that's how I see it and He's very, so therefore it shows us that it's a pattern. He's, he has a pattern of undervaluing the people in his life, most especially the women in his life until they have to go on and do something else. He's a waste of time. He's a waste of time. I know that I just said that there's no such thing as a waste of time, but P. Diddy is a waste of time. So congratulations to Cassie for moving on with her life and going to go and get the 10 of cups that she deserved. You know, that 10 of cups, that family she wants, that love she wants, you know, turn the right way up. She was off to go and get that and not waste time with any of this nonsense. And that's why I thought, you know what, that's actually relevant how the cards came out. Remove anything that's not in your in alignment with your highest good. And that's what she did by removing herself from P. Diddy. She now aligned herself with what would be better for her or better than this, you know? And, and just hearing that 25% of the time, yeah, you know, I might cheat on you. I might lie on you. I might just basically make you feel like you're crazy. But, you know, 75% of the time I'm nice to you. And this is a problem. This is a problem that men in society think, seem to think that this breakdown, this, 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 uh, these proportions are fair. They're not fair because those 25, that what you call 25% is actually a lie. It's pretty much 90% of the relationship. That's how it will feel. But because you've been socialized into believing that you have endless value within a relationship. You feel like no matter what you do, it can be minimized to not being such a big deal because, hey, at least they still have the massive prize that is you. What is you even? What are you? Who even are you that anyone should be holding you and being like, gang, 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 Come and look at my husband. Come on. He will never be your husband. He'll be your boyfriend. Come on. Look at my boyfriend. Come on. Fuck off. Nobody needs to waste their time in such a way. So I just watched that and I just saw um, PDD's son sitting in the background. Even he was listening to it like, bitch, what? Like, what? It's wild. And I just feel like men generally need to do better. It's not something for someone to just easily look over. Like, oh yeah, I cheated on her, but you know, she's a ride or die. I'm not riding and I'm definitely not dying. You need to understand that from now. Thank you so much. Anyway, moving on. 
to um, the next so, so You Mad, uh, Candice Owens. Candice Owens, she's a black woman who supports Trump, a Republican. Um, she's basically like Omarosa 2.0, an American. She was, I saw a video clip of her on Twitter talking about, oh, um, a letter came in from a woman who said, you know what, I've been a feminist for all of my life and now I'm single and I'm alone and um, it's past the age for me to have children and I really regret um, choosing feminism. And Candice was saying, you know what, I felt my heart broke when I read that she said that because women, feminists like Chelsea Handler, feminists like Lena Dunham, um, Miley Cyrus, that's when I laughed. She's like, all of these women are teaching other women that you don't need a man you don't need anybody Feminism 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 is what's breaking us down And ruining our families We need to step away from it The first thing I just want Candace Owens to, to, to think about Is um, getting a new hairdresser I really believe that she's one of those black women That refuse to accept that she's black So she'll insist on going to a white hairdresser And so every time they're fucking up her hair Fucking up her hair Because they have no clue what to do with it But she just will not bring herself to interact with black people So these times they're sizzling her scalp But she refuses She'll still go there She looks like a fucking scarecrow whenever I see her It's like how are you looking so raggedy But you know why you're looking raggedy? Because that... That life force that comes from just being in alignment with with what is truly right in the universe is lost on you. So of course you're just going to look like you've been dragged through a hedge backwards, and that's what she usually looks like. And it's funny to me that Chelsea Handler and um, Lena Dunham and Miley are the ones that she men- mentioned as feminists. She didn't actually mention um um. Anyone, any American woman or any white American feminist who's actually out here, you know, at at the forefront of everything. She was just choosing everyday people to just place the blame on. Let me just explain first and foremost for everyone who might be struggling with this. If you need this to play this to your dad, your mom, your boyfriend, whatever. On this occasion, I give you permission to play it to them So I can just explain one thing Hey, mum, dad, whoever, boyfriend, husband, whoever I just wanted to explain one thing to you Hi, my name is Kalechi I don't know if you've met me before But you're going to meet me today Feminism is not the problem White feminism, yes, definitely has a lot of violent traits But if we're talking about feminism as a whole Women and just, just want to be treated with equitably, not even equally, equitably in a way that we deserve that reflects the kind of disparities that we find in society generally. Nobody's saying that because of feminism, your wife is going to come home and beat you with a belt. Nobody's saying that because of feminism, your wife will now no longer cook for you. Or when you ask her to cook, she'll take out a belt and beat you. Nobody's going to beat you because I think that that's what most of you are so scared about. You're scared of women beating you, but the way that you've beaten them throughout the centuries, you're scared of being beaten in the same way. So that's why one of your major fears is like, oh, she's going to the gym to build weights. She's going to come home and beat me Well if that's If that's your deepest rooted fear It says a lot about what you do to other people Doesn't it? Doesn't it? There we go But I just want you to know That feminism Regardless of all of the issues that it might have It's not your issue The issues in house are not your issue What you're worried about is giving up your The things that are your privileges That's what you're scared of giving up When you deny feminism You're denying so many other things You're just For me generally You're just dev- denying The divine feminine You're de- denying So many things And and also um, Propagating certain things You're You're allowing for violence You're basically allowing For misogyny And misogynoir In all In all of its complexities To just spew out everywhere And we're tired of it Feminism Is not the reason That you are 55 And alone So many other things I think happen Maybe you're a dickhead Maybe you're a dickhead Maybe that's why you're 55 and alone Maybe you're a dickhead And if not Maybe There just wasn't a boo out there right now Who deserves how great you are Because I think that what does happen with feminism And the more that you find the vocabulary for The injustice that you see Based on sex um, and gender And all of them things there In society Once you find the words for it What you actually realise is that there aren't many people out there that you can date Man or woman Or, or whoever Or non-binary It's hard to find someone to date Because generally 
generally speaking, people are just shit. And some, and I find that the more that you learn about feminism, the more that you learn about the th- different things that build up your self-esteem, there are certain things that you'll no longer stand for and you've checked out from. And this is what I'm saying about the six of um, the six of swords card. When you know better, you do better. Suddenly, all the things that you were able to put up with when you were, I don't know, 21 or 19 or 17, suddenly you can't put up with the same shit anymore because you know that you've grown and you know that you deserve better. And the things that you want, if someone isn't going to meet you where you need, where you, where you're at, and you're not even all the way up there, you're trying to meet them in the middle. If they're not going to meet you where you're at, then why are you trying to settle for them? I didn't get put on this earth to settle for anything. I'm really sorry that it's not my portion in this life. God did not ask me to settle. God said, go forth and stunt on these hoes. And that is what I will do in Jesus name. You know, I'll just have to go out there and be the best me that I can be and be the best baby girl that I can be in this baby world. And I find that when women don't have feminism, um, and they don't have these things, um, or any form of, um, theory and praxis that, that, um, like, Builds up their self-esteem That's how they end up Settling for shit Look at all of the places That you're being asked To put feminism to the side Oftentimes you hear it Even in church Which is really hilarious to me Because I can find Numerous instances In the Bible And such Where we've seen Feminist characters But um, in church they'll be telling you Oh the man is the head Of the house The man is this The man is that Why is he the head What has he done To be the head Why is there even a head Why do we need A hierarchy Within the home Why 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 can it just not be a cohesive um, ecosystem where it's conducive to all of our self-esteems? Why? Why must it be? He must be the head. He must be the leader. Why? Fam, you don't even know where we're going. You don't even know how to use the sat nav the, the, the proper way. You don't even know when it says take the third exit. You don't even know which one that is, but you should come and be the leader and be leading us where exactly? Nah, mate. Like everyone should use their strengths where their strengths are, but to, 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 to want to force hierarchy, hierarchy. I just think it's another way of just, again, purporting capitalism and therefore white supremacist patriarchy. And it's not necessary. We, we can work within a family as equals. And also those equals also include your children because I'm so tired of parents talking to children as if they're dickheads and expecting them, the same children to respect them. Like if you talk, like if you're taking me for idiot, I'm going to behave like an idiot. Trust me. Yeah. Talk to me with respect and you will also get the same respect back. Yet for some reason, parents seem to struggle to give that level of respect that they're demanding from you or because, oh, I'm your parent. No, it doesn't work like that. I'm a whole entire human being. Respect my life. Whether I'm three years old, whether I'm 30 years old Whether I'm 60 years old Talk to me like I'm a fucking human being Because that's what I am You know So It's It's really It just really aggravates me How everyone wants to blame Feminism For everything Oh my god Feminism is ruining the home Feminism is ruining the, Ruining the black man Shut up Shut up There are other things at play And I promise you Feminism is the least of your worries Feminism is just out here Trying to Keep all of us alive And safe and well and again, remember that I'm saying that, that I know that there are issues within feminism within itself. But I'm talking about in the general sense, what it's aiming for in the broad sense benefits us all, all of us. So anyway, moving on from Candace Owens and her straggly, straggly hair. Um, Grenfell. I put that in So You Mad and not Suck Your Mum or Straw of the Week because... I am really annoyed about it and I'm and it still saddens me that two years on what have we done what has been done Theresa May and her Jan Crow self is still walking about with her turkey neck um Royal Borough of Kensington and Chelsea nobody's been apprehended nothing has been done even the, if you wanted to say that you wanted to use scapegoats the people that provided the cladding for the building no one has dealt with them the people that were made homeless because of the fire, they're still yet to be housed. We're still being lied to about how many people died in a fire. So at one point, you just have to look at your life and be like, what the fuck is this? Like, Grenfell is so difficult because when I think about it for so long or for too long, I feel helpless because it's like, what more can we now do? What more can we now do when the government is so like hell bent on denying what happened first and foremost and then denying the impact that it's had since? 
Like It's disgusting And it's mad More needs to be done And I think that The reason that more Hasn't been done Is because we're dealing With the working class And primarily black And brown people Who died in that fire Had it been A fancy apartment block Every year we'd be reminded that, oh my God, feel sorry for Melinda Smith who died on the 25th floor of this fantastic, fantastic apartment because Melinda Smith matters more than I guess, you know, the average person. Um, and I, I don't know really what to say. Like, I guess Boris is pretty much about to be prime minister, Boris Johnson. Um, and just generally the world is mad and everything is mad. And I, but I still have faith and I still believe that all of this needs to happen because so God's light can really, really shine in this world. Like we have to see the, the absolute shit of humanity to then understand God's power in all of this, the power of God's love in all of this, because none of it makes sense. You know, like when you wake up and you deep it and you're like, wow, this society is fucked. And what do we do? Because when you speak up about it, you, people will try to silence you in numerous ways and you just don't want to waste your time. Like, for instance, I've been invited on so many podcasts and they want to talk to me about a number of subject, subjects, whether it's from interracial day into this to that. And while I'm pregnant, I'm just denying everything because really I need to protect my energy. And at the end of the day, I can come and spit all of the facts and all of the truths that I know but if you're committed to misunderstanding me, that is all you're going to do. And I'm not going to help your viewership. I'm not going to help your listenership um, by coming to come and argue with nonsensical people. I'm trying to argue less and love more. So the past couple of days, whenever I see an appeal that I know I've got a bit of money that I can donate to it, I put it towards that. You know, I'm just trying to just... Every time I feel a bit dejected, like what the fuck is going on in this society? I just donate to something just to keep myself... Feeling like, you know what, in some little way, maybe I'm helping I don't know what else I can do, you know, is what it is But to all of the families that um, were affected by the Grenfell fire I'm just saying that we're still thinking of you And I know thinking isn't enough And I just pray that one day we do get justice Because it's actually fucked out here And like um, Stormzy says in Vossy Pop um, Fuck the government and fuck Boris Fuck Theresa May Fuck Sajid Well he didn't say all of those names But I'm just adding, adding it um, Fuck um, Sajid Javid or whatever the fuck he calls himself Fuck all of them because they're useless And they're ops and they're enemies of progress They're literally enemies of um, our spiritual evolution And our progress and we can't stand for it Because if you want to be the best person That you need to be in this life You need to understand that we can't have the government That we currently have in order to achieve that Across the world, that's a message for across the world Whether it's Nigeria, whether it's America Everyone needs to do the fuck better But Grenfell victims and the families and Everyone, we're thinking of you And and a, such a tragedy can never really leave your hearts But we're just praying that you're soothed in some way To continue striving for, with, you know, with hope and with love That's that's all we can ask for um, Then moving on to, um, so, well, now moving on to straw of the week I've only got one straw of the week, um, aka suck your mum And my straw of the week just generally goes out to the media um, The mainstream media I want the mainstream media to suck their mothers um, dry Completely dry As dry as a as a newspaper That they like to print their bullshit on um, That's how much I'd love for them to suck their mothers I definitely believe that we live in a time Where people can chew chewing gum and walk at the same time Definitely So what I'm about to say Is not um, an overgeneralization Or trying to be um, very reductive Of two very different things But it's just interesting to me How, for instance We can talk so much about Love Island, Love Island, Love Island These, these shows that are heavily constructed To Purport the same narratives about different people within society Those deemed, deemed as attractive and deserving of love And those who aren't um, Those who are going to be represented in terms of being attractive And therefore des deserving of love And those who will not be put in those situations to be represented And whatever else So um, everyone can give energy, give energy to Love Island And things like that But then we've got the, the crisis that's happening in Sudan And I just wonder why the mainstream media And notice... 
I'm not coming for the average person. I'm not, you know, you man enjoy um, Love Island, enjoy those things because sometimes you need to have those um, moments of escapism where you're not worrying about why the world is going to shit. I understand that. I'm talking about the mainstream media who have energy to be showing us pictures of what underwear such and such was wearing, how quickly this person's body came back after they had a baby. Um, This MP that used to be hooked on cocaine or loved a bit of ecstasy, but we're trying to humanize him so he does better in campaign campaigns and elections and things like that. You've got all of the time for that. Fucking when the Notre, um, Notre Dame building burnt, you had every page, every page was picture, picture, picture of a fucking building. But then you've got people, people who are de- being denied freedom to f- freedom of speech to, to, to express what's happening in their country and the atrocities that's happening in their country. They're being silenced by their country's um, government and they're not being allowed on social media, able to use the internet. So yeah, we can say that's why it's been quiet and the mainstream media aren't picking up on it. But that's bullshit because from when you man can go into the deepest regions of I don't know fucking Afghanistan or wherever you need to go to go and get info that you want or intel that you want you know how to go and do that you know how to go and get pictures when you want to do those things but to simply get into an area and report on what's happening there none of you really want to do I'm just surprised about the amount of silence around it and the fact that this is how the world continues while black people die um, across the continent of Africa I'm I'm drawn back to the Biafran war When the Biafran war was happening The atrocities that were committed in the name of I don't know, just because um, the Biafrans wanted fucking independence the, the atrocities that were committed by the government To silence these people The rest of the world just kind of was like La 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 Well, it's those blackies killing themselves It's none of our business Like, fucking hell Like, People are being raped in Sudan and and I'm seeing knickers being hung up of 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 you know the conquests and things that have happened and and I guess people are looking at it were like was like well you know it's black on black crime as far as I'm concerned which is a fucking myth as we've established but that's why how I guess people look at it like it's not my business they're the ones killing each other gosh maybe they should stop breeding maybe like all the racist ideologies come to the fore and as a way of relinquishing any accountability for the fact that, you know what, that's a human in another country that does not deserve this and deserves their right to express their discontent with the government that they have and, and, and just the society that they find themselves living with. Um, but you're, they're not being allowed that. They're not being afforded that. So fuck the media. Fuck the media for giving us constant irrelevant information that nobody fucking asked for. Using it as a way to either vilify Muslims or do this or do that. And obviously it's not lost on us that another reason would be not just because it's black, but also a Muslim country that, you know what, people can do what they like. Oh, they're killing each other. That's fine. But, you know, that's what those terrorists do. It's tiring. It's tiring. And I just feel like the media across the board need to do better. Report on things that matter. A lot of the things that you tell me actually don't matter because it's either vilifying people who are marginalized or trying to humanize people who are overrepresented in society. And actually all they ever do is cause drama. I don't care about an MP's drug fueled past because more time they haven't even given up the drugs that they're talking about anyway, but they just want to get ahead of the story and let you know that, oh, I used to take drugs and then move on from there. But drugs is so normalized within, I feel like predominantly like white society that it would never be a big deal. The people who are going to vote for him, sniff coke, why they're brushing their teeth Like it's not a big deal So can we report on something That is actually a big deal Like the people who are dying The people who are dying For simply wanting To live lives That make sense In the country That, they, that, they, that they've been born in and, and have grown up in And have their lives in Like Honestly just fuck the media Like all the mainstream media Fuck you all Fuck you all Those who aren't reporting on it And those who are reporting on it With very very myopic Very reductive hot takes Fuck you too Fuck you all You're all useless And you can all go and suck your mothers Because I don't think that they carried you Around in a fucking uterus For however long For you to come out in this world And be such vile vile people Just vile human beings Who don't want to do the right thing ever Because you always go for the easiest route And the easiest route Is not always the right route how about that? So anyway, I didn't want to end on such um, a shitty note because 
there's beauty in the world And I will tell you more about this later But I mentioned in the previous episode That I have an announcement to make um, There's still lots and lots of work to do But as I was talking in the podcast episode Well, in this episode about um, how helpless I can feel at times Because of the things that are happening I talked with my mum And she was that one that actually um, pro- proposed it to me And I went and prayed about it and Ever else And I'm opening an orphanage I'm opening an orphanage in Nigeria Yeah Can't wait So we've got the land My mum's um, had the land for a while And she wasn't like using it And it just made sense um, To use that land To build the orphanage I've still got so many things to work out So many things to put in place But I will be doing a GoFundMe Because literally I don't know where the funds Are going to come from To build this orphanage But I just know that it's necessary And I feel like it's the next stage In my spiritual ev- evolution And what I want to do to help Others Just to help others And all the time I'll be talking on this podcast About white people Going to Africa And doing what they're doing With their orphanages And I know that there are a couple You know A few good ones in that But then generally People are moving mad And I feel like If you're going to keep Talking about a problem And not coming up with a solution Then what the fuck Are you doing So That's my solution I Will be opening My own orphanage Um And I'm just super excited For for To begin with It will Just uh, Be an orphanage For um, little girls And then I can branch out From there But the reason I thought That it would be important Is because You know I I had Two parents Growing up And so many Horrible things Still happen to me So I just think about Those who Have No parents Like what are they Being subjected to So they deserve A chance They deserve A bloody amazing chance At At, at, at Creating the life That they are deserving of by birthright you know just by being born the life that they deserve so um i'm taking a different approach to the whole orphanage structure in terms of the staff that's um that's employed and things like that and the things that they'll have available to them um within the house because i want it to look as much like um a home as possible like a house for them as opposed to a center so they will have things like holistic things and things that kind of reflect my beliefs and and what i think would be beneficial to them and yeah i've still got to work out all of the logistics but yeah opening this orphanage and i can't wait So obviously because it's opening in Nigeria There's so many things that I need to sort out beforehand But at least I have the land So I've got the land And then, you know, we'll go forth from there So yeah, like I said, I didn't want to end it on like a downer I just want you to know that There's ways, there are so many ways that we can can do things Like even not in a direct sense We can go in a roundabout way To make a difference And that's all I think Like I can't argue with you man every day But if I can build an orphanage That supports these um, children Then I'm going to do that And give them the best bloody chance At being the baby girls That they deserve to be in this life And eventually you know baby Just baby people Eventually I'll be able to branch out And have boys as well But for now I just want to keep the project small And um, something that I can do to the best of my ability So please help me pray over that Please send me your your kind thoughts And your energies to make this um, Make this thing happen And make it come to fruition There's so many stages to it But um, I know that I'll achieve it And we'll all be part of it together And who knows Somebody who will be born in the future Will align with that cause And they will all go on to live wonderful lives And and that's all I want That's literally all I want I just want to know that There are baby girls out there Who regardless of how their lives started out um, They've been able to do bits And they've been able to do bobs I wish I could put that in the manifesto uh, Or sorry, the mission statement of the orphanage But I don't know if it's allowed Because I I think it's very vague to say I want them to be able to do bits and bobs But there we have it um, the the mission statement that I have written is is cute. It's cute, but um, yeah. So we'll just keep doing things, man. We'll keep doing things. It's great to have a pole dance studio and to be helping um and um supporting women on that journey to reclaiming their bodies and having that and reclaiming their sensuality and sexuality. But on the other end of the scale or the spectrum, I need to be available to those um 
babies that and young people who don't need to ha- ever get to the point where they need to reclaim anything because it stayed with them intact all along and they've been aware of it you know that's what I'm aiming for but we shall see we shall see you know we plan God laughs but God um really has been blessing me so far with this whole project but I thought I'd share with you what's going on and I'll keep doing my thing it's been a few you know, months now trying to sort it out, but I know, I know that we'll get there eventually. And that's it for this week. I have been your baby girl. What have I been? I've been your baby girl. I was going to say your babu girl. I don't know what that is. I've been your baby girl, Kelechi Okafor. And this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as what, what? That's right. Suck your mum. So send your letters. Please send me your letters. I love reading them to sym at kelechiokafor.com and follow me on at kelechnikoff or at say your mind pod and definitely get involved in the conversation on hashtag say your mind pod. Like I love to read all of the things that you have to say. And yeah, that's it. Like I said, all the links that I mentioned, I'll make sure that they're in the caption and I'll be catching you soon. I'll probably be bigger than I, yeah, I'll probably be bigger by then, but we thank God, you know, just keep blowing up until the baby pops out. Anyway, that that's too much information. Anyway, bye. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman. It's baby boys, baby girls. You need to hear this. If you sit down, sit down. Receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea. We are gonna sip it Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. let you find. And she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind. Say you mind.